Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to open up our lives and minds with you. We are your companion on the journey to grow your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've got a free email course on our website, shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course with practical steps on overcoming your fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey there, welcome again to the Shrink Think Podcast. I want to tell you a little story as a therapist. I was talking with one of my clients and he was explaining a situation that had happened recently and he was telling the story of this happened, that happened. It was it was very clear to me that what was going on was something from his childhood where or something that was being activated was from his childhood where the situation was happening with his spouse and she wasn't really seeing him or meeting his needs. And he was just kind of feeling upset about it and didn't really know what to do about it. He was kind of talking around it. This is an issue where what he feels, what he thinks, what he needs, who he is, is really kind of not seen a whole lot by his partner. And he was kind of speaking about that. And so that's the context of the scenario. And as I'm talking with him, he's sharing about that stuff. And I'm seeing all that stuff really clearly. And I'm like, oh, man, this is a great opportunity to point out that, hey, buddy, your needs really matter. You know, you you have been treated in your life like you're there to serve other people and your needs don't matter. But that's not true. Your needs matter just as much as everybody else. Great, great message, right? If you're somebody who can resonate with that, you're like, oh, what a great therapist. I would love to hear that from you. And I thought I was doing such a good job of that. And I think I'm good at that. But what was happening was I was getting a little bit of resistance from him throughout. But he was also really open to what I was saying because he recognized that that is an issue. And he was like, is that what's going on? But then he kept kind of coming back to some other issue. And I didn't really pick up on it because it wasn't significant enough till the very end that he was the end of the session where he was just kind of upset. And he's like, okay, well, we, you know, see you next, next week or whatever. And I was like, it's not really how we usually end the sessions. Um, something must have happened. I think I must have missed something that he wanted me to hit on that I, I wasn't really aware of. And so I'm fully imagining next week when we get together, he's going to want to bring this up and we're going to, we, we need to talk about it because it was like an elephant in the room. I think by the end, we just didn't have time to address it at the end of the session. So that's my story. And I think probably a lot of you listeners can relate, whether you're a therapist and you have had these kinds of situations where there's like a clear miss or even an outright, you know, injury, if you would say, not like a major one, but you've, you've said something or done something that somebody, you know, took the wrong way or you said something um, inaccurate and it hurt somebody. Or if you're a client and you've experienced that with your therapist and then you're like basically going to the next session, like, I don't really want to be here. I'm not sure I want to continue. Is this a normal thing, Nathan? And what in the world is going on and what do we do about it? Yeah, confrontation in therapy. Yeah, and, you know, we'll have to go back and forth with this. Uh, well, not back and forth, back and forth. But what, I want to start as you were kind of prompting us to be able to go into this with maybe the, from the client point of view, because we're going to look later then at the therapist's point of view of how to deal with confrontation from both angles, because there's they're very different scenarios. So as a client... One of the things that goes on is that you've 
just been maybe not validated, um, you haven't necessarily been heard, um, you feel like there's, or maybe there's something that the therapist said that was somehow offensive, or maybe, <laughs> I've got a story for you. I'll put this in there. So there's a therapist a long time ago, I mean, this long time ago, that my wife was seeing like 20 years ago or something. And the, the person, she brought in this book, because the therapist was like, oh, I mean, you should look up literature on something. So she brings this book in. And she wants to double check with the therapist about whether or not this book is going to be a good book to use. Meanwhile, <laughs> we had an earthquake, okay, like in the session. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's it. On our next episode, what to do <laughs> when a natural disaster happens in therapy. <laughs> right. And, and the therapist picked up a file and was calling her by the wrong name. <laughs> There's nothing going right about this. Well, Jim. <laughs> right. And so, and it's shaking. The desk is shaking. She's called my wife by the wrong name. She hasn't addressed the book that's sitting there on my wife's lap. There's really no worse case scenario than this. And my wife just walked out because she's like, well... It's an earthquake, so <laughs> see ya. <laughs> like, and, and I bring it up because it's like, that's a, an absolute train wreck. And in that scenario, she just didn't go back because there was such a large miss. There's like kind of no point. But when, you know, you're in a situation with a therapist where you've known them for a long time and everything normally goes fine and it's very predictable, for something to come up that's not predictable it's like you want to go, well, they're not normally like this. I don't know. I probably misunderstood. Let's just, I don't know. Let's just, you know, move on and not, not talk about that. Yeah, and I would even add for uh, situations early on, I, I don't know exactly know the situation with your wife, Nathan, but for situations where maybe it's, it's fairly early on and you are still getting to know the, th <clears throat> the therapist, I think it can still be a good idea to confront the issue or to bring up the issue because there's a lot you don't know about the other person, and there's a lot that you two might still be working out. So there might still be some irons, some wrinkles to iron out in your relationship with the person. So I still think that it's a good idea to bring that up even in early on in, in therapy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and I bring up that other example because it was preposterous. I mean, there's just some certain, some certain situations that you know, you just, it's not just a not click. It's like, I don't, what is going on? <laughs> We're on completely different planets here, <laughs> right? So now um, you have to remember that you have decided in therapy to enter into a change process. And that's why you even went to counseling. And, and you're entering into a different kind of a relationship. Sometimes we'll even talk with clients about this. We'll say as therapists, hey, this is a different kind of a relationship. We, we don't have needs within the relationship, meaning we don't need to be liked. We don't need to be accepted. We don't need your approval. We're here completely for you. We're getting paid to do what we do, which is kind of like our compensation for our time, like our needs being met. And I know a lot of you out there um, often say like, oh, you're just doing this to get paid. Like, well, it, we get to get paid for doing the things that we enjoy, love and are good at. Um, the care that we provide isn't necessary. We're just, it's kind of a little bit of a rabbit trail here, but I'm just saying that we help people get better and we provide treatment for certain issues. 
and all of the relational care is kind of like a bonus. A good therapist will do a good job at this and will want to do a good, good job at this because they recognize the importance of relationship on that process. So we, we want to be there and we're there for you in a different kind of way than your other friendships are, meaning we're not looking for our needs to be met. So a lot of this is being open to share your experience, right? And, you know, I, um, we'll get into this a teeny bit later, but, you know, your, your therapist is a person too, so it's not like they don't have needs. It's just in the scenario that's going on, they've been taught to be mindful of what their needs are and how to organize that on a regular, on, on the regular throughout the entire session. So, but and you're, you're in a free situation, meaning like uh, you get to try on a new you. You get to see what you look like different, you know, and your therapist is giving you feedback that if you're honest with yourself is, is stuff that maybe other people just wouldn't say. So you're getting this scenario of going like, and you can kind of run it through your mind going, I wonder how many people actually think that, like, you know, I always do that. And this person is just telling me, I've never heard this before. Why have I never heard this before? Well, because you paid them <laughs> to, <laughs> to be honest to be with you. Honest. Here's somebody. Okay, be honest with me. <laughs> right. Be honest with me. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, you probably should stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. So, but what happens in a scenario in this way that when you are paying someone and they just kind of offended you? Like, you know, you're sitting there thinking, I don't even... Like the therapist, a typical thing might be a misunderstanding that you might honestly not um, real, like the therapist might have no clue that the, of how they're being understood. Right. I, th I think in, in my situation uh, that I, the story that I was telling, um, this guy probably did not realize, it, part of his issue, he's not good at speaking directly to his needs and his issues yet or coming out with them as direct, directly. So probably to him he thought he was being very clear that he needed something but it just was not apparent to me i just was i'm just attuned to those little things as a therapist so probably from his perspective you know he was like oh man you know you should know this but that's where the communication in the relationship is so important so switching i know I'm, i feel like i'm kind of going back and forth here representing the therapist um just speaking from my side here but speaking to you as clients when you have a rupture or you feel misunderstood or you feel like something is just off, if you are experiencing something, you're like, I don't even know where that came from or why would you think that about me? Or, wow, is that, did you say that? Like, that seems really uh, a mischaracterization of who I am or who I think I am. Those are great opportunities to take that back to your therapist and to try to work that out with them. Remembering that they want to help you. They care about you. They want you to see yourself accurately, not just in fully negative ways or fully positive ways, but both, and not from any judgmental or critical standpoint, but from a, a fully accepting standpoint, meaning, yeah, you've got great qualities and you've got some weaknesses or some drawbacks that probably rub people the wrong way, or that might be a little bit dysfunctional for you. And their job is to want to help you to see those and accept those about yourself and then work on them. Yeah. And, and with that, it's, it's, this is where this new you comes in, right? No one likes confrontation. Well, there's probably some people. Um, and that's just, I don't know. I, I don't like confrontation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't that funny? We, I don't either. I, I work with couples and I'm like, I don't like all of the confrontation. 
and the stuff that happens in uh, in arguments. Yeah, that's why I just walk out. I'm just kidding. I don't, <laughs> right. I don't walk out. <laughs> Push the earthquake button. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh, darn. Was this Lisa here? Oh, no, it's not. Oh, my name's Tammy. I don't like this. Uh, anyway. But, yeah, nobody likes confrontation and just wants to do it. But the reality is, is you're in a situation where you can essentially hold yourself to a, just a different standard and go, okay, I'm trying to take myself seriously. That's why I came here. I'm, I feel X, Y, Z about this. I don't want to lose this therapy relationship. It's been helpful. But honestly, if it's not, if it, if you don't kind of work to repair this, it's not going to be as helpful. It just won't. This will be mediocrity now, uh, indefinitely. I just want to validate that, that that's a great thing to be aware of. Because from your standpoint, you really need to be understood. You need what you're thinking and feeling and experiencing to be seen, understood, and valid. That doesn't mean that you're always correct or accurate about those things, but that is what you're experiencing, and that's your starting point. Right. And so standing up, you know, taking, it, taking yourself seriously is a big deal. And here's the other piece that I said we'd circle back to. Your therapist is a person. <laughs> they are a human being and they have feelings, even though we were saying earlier that they don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, it's not like we're invincible. We might seem like it at times, um, you know, in that we're not like your other friends where we have those needs to be, we have needs that need to be met, but we're also not invincible, meaning like we can be impacted by things as well. You know, it's interesting. People all the time will say, you know, I don't know how you do your job, you know, listening to people's problems all day long that must really wear you out. There is a recognition that we are people and we do get impacted by things. And that is absolutely true. Yeah. And the other piece of, of the pie here is that the therapist does have needs. It's just that they know that you're not going to meet them. They're not trying to figure out ways for you to meet them. But, you know, some of this might push on that. Like it might push on their need for acceptance. They're feeling like a fear of rejection. And the difference in that scenario is, is that, and they have to process this with their colleagues and they will do that. Um, they have to be mindful of, okay, I actually am feeling a little unacceptable right now. I'm feeling a little rejected, um, but I can't operate from that place. And that's where our training comes in and that kind of thing. But my point is, is that, you know, we are people and we still, everything that Aaron and I have been saying is still true, that you still need to bring this up and try on the new you and trust that, okay, this therapist is going to be able to figure this out and they're going to figure out a way to manage it and they're going to be honest with me. But if you get kind of the reaction that you thought you might, which is why you never wanted to confront, I'm telling you right now, okay, well, that's because they're human and um, they also are trained on how to work through this. And so now you've just entered into a different part of the process in which likely it's going to be deeper for you and better for you. Yeah, and when you say that therapists are humans as well, you know, you've got a couple of things that you, the listener, have a couple of things that you need to keep in mind as you are trying to bring up this issue and sort of confront your therapist. When I say confront, I always, I always think of like your Major League Baseball uh, manager running out to the umpire and yelling in his face and kicking dirt on his shoes. Like that's a confrontation. It really does not have to be that at all. It can be something as simple as I'm bringing up an issue from last session that I didn't really feel quite heard about, or I felt like what you had said, it felt like what you had said 
um, mischaracterized me and I just wanted to address that or I didn't understand what you were saying because it seemed like you were telling me this about myself and that's not true. I don't think that's true. So that sort of a confrontation is is what you're trying to do. But keep in mind that on the other side, the therapist is a human being. So don't don't try on this new you too aggressively. It's good to certainly do it with confidence, but keeping in mind that they are a person and you don't want to push too hard um, because that actually might make that process with them more difficult for both of you. Right. And it's a matter of like, as you've, you know, you leave the session as typically, right? When one of the, when this happens, you've, something happens in the session and, and it's off and you leave. And then you, as Aaron was setting up earlier, you know, that you don't know really if you want to go back, you're kind of thinking about stuff. And then you realize, well, that's kind of weird. I've been seeing this person for a while, or um, you might think, I don't want to go back. I just met this person and that's weird. I feel like they don't get me. What you want to do is kind of figure out exactly what it is that bothered you. So when you come into the next session, you can put more words to it. And it's easier to start it out if you can say something like, you know, I was thinking about last session and I realized I feel like you're not understanding me or maybe that you believe something about me that's not true, that I don't think is true. That leaves it a little bit open because you are confronting in the sense that you are putting a, a boundary up there going, we need to talk about this because if I'm not understood in this relationship, then we don't have one. That's <laughs> like, not going to work out. Right? Right. It, it just won't, which is why you have to have the confrontation. I mean, therapy is nothing if you're not understood. There, nothing goes anywhere. But just keep in mind that misunderstanding can happen. Like we were talking about the human thing. It just happens. And there's nothing like with Aaron's example. Maybe he needed validation and about the situation that was specific in the moment um, rather than like, Aaron's tuning into like, you know, all this awesomeness of like, oh, wow, I can integrate. This is a perfect example of the history, you know, happening right now for you. Isn't it cool that, you know, and we do that as therapists. I mean, we're constantly trying to help you integrate. And it, sometimes it's like you're in a moment going like, man, but didn't my spouse suck when that happened? Like, I mean, why would they say that? And, you're, and really all you wanted maybe was, in, was, was us to go like, yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> right? How dare she, right? Cuz that that that's the feeling understood part. And and that's okay. That's a, you know, both of these things are good things, the deeper needs that might be out there, you know, the history repeating itself and right now you need to be understood and validated. It might just mean that right now your more immediate or your primary need was that one. And then later on once you've kind of settled down from that and gotten more perspective, then you could see, yeah, yeah, and also there are some deeper needs that I need to pay attention to that I'm not working on. Okay, we can get back to those. But see, if you operate from the standpoint that your therapist is not a human being and that something is happening to you as opposed to um, this person is a person and they make some mistakes, but they have good intentions and they want to help me, then you can see that, oh, they were just trying to do something good and it wasn't exactly what I needed in that moment, which means we just need to get on the same page about what is it that you're needing right now? And you as a client, might it might cause you to consider, yeah, am I very clear on what I'm needing in the moment? Am I clear on communicating what I'm needing in that moment? Maybe that's something that my therapist and I need to work out better between us of when I'm telling a story or when I'm um, describing something that happened uh, that we need to narrow down what is it that I'm needing in this moment? Am I needing some of that deeper work reflected to me? Am I needing to be understood? Am I needing clarification? 
what is it that I'm needing? Right. And so as you actually process that and kind of like in the next week and then you come back in, there's the therapist, the other side. So I'm going to ask the client now to sit back and watch what happens when we talk to the therapist. <laughs> you know, now, therapist, you're in the chair across from me. I'm the therapist, therapist. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just playing. But seriously, there's another side of this coin and confrontation and therapy from a therapist side is different because then I know the stuff that you may be trying to think about. And the biggest thing is whether or not. It's keeping in mind that everything is therapeutic, um, at least has the potential to be. <laughs> like, and that's what you're going for is the therapeutic nature. So first off, remember, don't take things personally. If you are feeling like something's uh, like you don't want to say something because that's typically I'll bring you clients in here a little bit. A lot of times what happens is we know something could bother you. Um, we also know our own issues around it. Like uh, as an example, I have uh, in doing clinical supervision with other therapists, I will have a the therapist sometimes will be like, well, to be honest with you, you know, I had a bad relationship and this lady totally reminds me of myself and getting completely worked by her partner. And I, there's all kinds of stuff that I want to say. And it's like, I want to <laughs> grab her and say, wake up. He's blah, 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 whatever it is. And I know I can't do that. So then what you're really processing as a therapist is when to confront a lot of times and whether or not it is therapeutic. But the first thing you have to remember is not to take things personally. And the situation by its nature, everybody's trying to, to be, to grow essentially. And, and the cool thing about us therapists is we get to grow also through that process. And that can be a challenging thing, I think, for you therapists, because you kind of typically tend to think of growth happening outside of the session. You, know, you do your continuing education, you learn new skills, you talk to colleagues and you grow in that way. But this also has an opportunity to grow you in the moment with this person and how you deal with conflict or with your own issues, because it's really tempting to stay the therapist in this sort of hierarchy or this authority role as like, well, I know what I'm doing, and I'm the expert, and you're the one with the issues. But at the same time, remember, you are also a human being. And sometimes in my situation, in that story that I told, even though I had good intentions, and it was therapeutic, and what I was trying to do, I think is very necessary. The more important thing is, right now, the client did not feel heard, did not feel understood, did not get what they needed from the session. That's more important than anything, than your stupid agenda that might actually be on the treatment plan, very important, necessary for this person to heal and grow. You can't get there if you don't deal with the, the primary issues. Right. So it's just a matter of, you know, being humble, you know, looking at yourself going like, well, you know, I'm a human being. I missed it. Okay. Um, it's recoverable. It's not that huge of a deal. And there, there's, there's other ways to get at, at things. And I want to say too, that in some ways confrontation is different, meaning that like I was, I was kind of saying that a little bit earlier, but my point is, is that there's the side of this angle where as a therapist, you're dealing with your client confronting you. And then there's an angle of you as the therapist doing confrontation that you know, your client does not want to hear, you know, that they, they probably have already ruled this out as not an option or they don't think they're doing something. I had um, a situation recently. Um, I don't actually know how recent, to be honest. You get old and then you're like, 
I don't even know how recent, but um, around the fact of like, I had told this person probably several times the exact, like different flavors of the exact same thing to do. Like they were, cause they were asking and it got to where they were pretty direct. And, you know, and that was kind of a confrontation of sorts where they're like, no, what I'm asking is this. And I said, <laughs> I said, I have told you, this is now the fourth time and I'm, I'm not being rude to you. I'm not sure how you're not hearing it. Are you thinking this, what I'm saying when I say X, Y, Z is just not an option. Is that why, did you hear me say these things before? And they were like, oh, well, I guess not. I guess I didn't think it was as significant as what you're saying. I'm like, yeah, the option you have is this. And so, I mean, how I went about that was different, right? And I'm trying to honor the person of maybe like, maybe they just aren't seeing it. You have to hold that in your mind. But the other thing is, is like, I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know what else to tell you. I, I mean, I've said this four times now at this point. So as a therapist, it is important to be calculated a bit, obviously, to not take things personally and to not maintain some weird power hierarchy because you may be an expert in information, but you're not an expert on this client. The client is the expert. And for you as a client, you know what? You're getting in this to, to be a new self, a new you, to try to help yourself out. And it's about managing that process is going to be, is going to make, demand some confrontation at times. Yeah. And lastly, I just want to add to don't be afraid to take responsibility for your part of the issue. That doesn't mean that you are a bad therapist or even that you necessarily made a mistake, that something bad happened. Like in the story that I told you on the front end, uh, when this client comes back in and I'm talking with him, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to acknowledge it and say, hey, did you how was that last session for you? Did, it seemed like it might not have been what you were looking for. And I want to hear from him of what he experienced and what he was needing. And then I'm going to let him know, hey, you know, I, I was I was aiming for over here and it's clear that that's not what you needed. And I'm really sorry about that. I want to get better at hearing what your needs are and partnering with you to meet those more effectively. Don't be afraid to take responsibility like this because it breaks down some of that um, barrier between you and the client that they're experiencing and they're they're terrified of right because you're the you're supposed to be the expert and most of the time the client is feeling like well they must be wrong because you're the professional so acknowledging your responsibility in that I think really frees them from owning stuff that's not theirs and it helps them to see reality more accurately like okay yeah that is what happened and it's okay that that happened this is a relationship just like any other relationship in the sense that we're two people relating. So take responsibility for things because that can go a long way of resolving the conflict and helping you to work things out and continue working together well in the future. Yeah, so in conclusion, just keep in mind, confrontation is not a battle. It's just an opportunity for change. And it's an opportunity for growth and for deeper intimacy between the two of you because once you know each other better, through the confrontation and on the other side of the confrontation and understanding each other, you're closer. And that's a great thing because now you can work together better. Because you've been vulnerable together. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at 
www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 